0: Praise God. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling good this morning, man. I'm feeling, I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time in the house this morning, man. Praise God. Man, I love that song. Graves into gardens. God gets something that we think is dead, and he brings it to life. Because God's not done. God's not done. God's all about outcomes. That's what God's about. So sometimes we're going through some stuff to get to our outcome. I love that song, and I love the part where it says, and then you came along. And then you came along, and you put me back together. Love that bit. Love that bit. So anointed, this music. Do you know that while this music's been playing, God's been filling this atmosphere. He's been filling this house with our praise. He's filling this house with His love, with His grace. He's filling this house with hope. He's filling it with power and strength. With favor and blessing, man, I can't stop. I could go on forever, what God's doing. He's amazing. He's amazing. So, Lord, we give you thanks for this morning, Father God. We give you praise and I give you glory for everything that you're ready, Lord God, that you're just waiting and hanging out to do and move, Lord, this morning. Lord, I thank you, man. You know what? God's got something for every single person here. And you know what? Because these words here that I've written down came from my spirit. I wrote them down. And then when I, when, I, when I speak them out and your spirit gets hold of it, activates you, that's the living word of God. That's putting the word of God into place. So we thank you for the word this morning, Lord God. We give you the glory and all the praise and all the honor. And we all said, Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Let's give them a round of applause, eh? Woo! Right. Man, I, I come up with a message. I often I often when I'm thinking about what I want to speak, God gives me a title first. And uh, I was worshiping a few weeks ago, and we hear this said a lot. Darcy was leading the worship, and he said, "Stay in that place, hey, eh? stay in that place." And it just I don't know, it just jumped. Something jumped at me, and I wrote it down. And then God starts revealing things along that theme. So, so the, the title of my message is Stay in That Place, okay? You know, and uh, the thing is, first of all, what is that place? You know, second is, how do you get to that place? And then how do you stay in that place? So I'm going to start off with a scripture, Psalm 119, yeah, big one, 105, okay? And it talks about the light, of, uh, the word being a lamp, okay? So your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. That's direction. That's giving direction. There's a real lack of direction in this world at the moment because I'll tell you why. There's a lot of people that, that don't know where they're going that are trying to lead people. You know, And it's always, always a mission. I, I remember a scripture and it says, there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible and it says, there's plenty of teachers. Hey, We have 10,000 teachers but not many fathers. And what that means there is you've got lots of people that will tell you what you're doing wrong. They might even tell you what you should do right but who's the one that's going to walk it out with you? Who's the one that's actually going to be by you and say, hey, bro, I've got you? You've got to go a little bit deeper with people. You know? Um, you're awesome at it. Eh? You, you, you are. You are. You're really encouraging. You're really uh, gifted, at that sort of thing, you know? Because you get to know people, and you share, with, and you go through their pains. Eh? And that's what we've got to do sometimes. We've got to go through some people's pains. You know, I know for, in my life, man, I was real painful hey, hey, yeah, I see that hand, Um, real painful though, I was so painful, I look back on the man that led me to the Lord, and I'm embarrassed (laughs) what I put that man through, but you know, it's all for the glory of God, it's all for the glory of God, so God gives us direction by his word, okay, he even, it's like a lamp, it illuminates the way we should go, okay, and then it it goes into a scripture, Psalm 37, 23, and it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Okay, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Got a little revelation on that when I was writing this. They're ordered by the Lord and they're in order. Okay, they're in order. So for example, I can't go from here to there if there's a step that God has for me here. Oh, I have to go that way. I might not even just go that way. I might go halfway around the world and back again and then to there. But I'll always land on that place. You know, when I was growing up in Upper Hut, there was a river in Cluston Park. Okay, not a big tourist spot, so I, I understand, I understand, eh? But I grew up in Upper Hutt, me and my brother, and there was a river out the back. And when the river was low, the used, people had put these stones in the water, and they just were a little bit under the water. But if you knew they were there, you could... You could stand on them, and you could get across the river without getting your feet wet, which was cool. But here's the thing. I couldn't see the second stone until I got on the first one. Oh, there it is there. Then when I was on that one, I could see the next one and the next one until I got across that river. And that's what God's like. God orders steps. He's got them in order. And sometimes we're trying to run away from the step. We're trying to side the step. We're trying to do everything other than take that step. But we need to take those steps. And another part of the scripture, it says, um, your steps are established. Established. So that tells me that, that is, that's that's in place. You know, established is something secure, which tells me that if you're going to take a step in God, it has to be secure. You know, we can't just take these crazy steps. So it reminds me of a story. I took my kids Ealing, and we went down to the, the creek, and I'm on the side of the creek and I've chucked in a line for my son. He's about, I think he was about 13. Had a line, He had his line and I was just chucking a line in for his sister who was about seven or eight. And as I went down to do the, the, my daughters, there was this, the bank was made of grass and it went like that. And there was this grass that was sitting on top of the water on the creek, but I thought it was ground. So when I went to do the the, the put the line in. I put my foot in. It wasn't firm. It wasn't established. It certainly wasn't ordered by God. But I took that step. And what happened was, I'm on the edge of the thing, and as soon as I take a step, what happens? There's nothing there. Woom, I slip down. I, I go to fall over, and I try and balance myself. So I fall over like this. My head's under the water. Okay, I can't, I can't get back up because it's not firm. It's all muddy. So I'm trying to push back up. And I'm, I'm like this. And I finally get back up and I look at my son, this is the difference between a 13 year old and a 7 year old, I look at my son he's 13 and he's just like, oh you monkey Like he's just, he's just embarrassed I look at my daughter and she's like this oh my gosh dad were you trying to catch an ear with your mouth <laughs> she, she, she didn't think that I would just being an idiot and I I'd fall asleep. she actually thought I was being a hero and trying to catch it with my mouth I said to her, sure did almost got him too He's a big one. He's a big one. So here's the thing, though. For me, God's steps are secure. God's steps are firm and they are secure. Um, his steps are in place and they are in order. And his steps are part of a bigger plan. Much bigger plan. See, God even uses the bad. God even uses the bad to turn you around. So um, Jeremiah 29, 11. This is God speaking. He says, I know the plans that I've got for you, man. They're awesome plans. You don't need to worry about them. I've got a future and a hope for you. It's going to be fantastic. It's everything he says. And he says, because you will call me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. See, God hears everything. He's hanging out here from us. But I look at this, for I know the thought. See, God has a plan. He's got a plan. He's all about outcomes. You know, he had a plan. He had a plan when I was deep in drug addiction. He had a plan here for me. He had a plan for me when I was in prison. He had a plan for me when I was just being annoying. You know? He had a plan for me. And, 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 you know, back then, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but it started to get revealed to me. Slowly, I started seeing these plans. Slowly, I started seeing things. I started seeing those steps. God actually started illuminating them for me, drawing me here. See, so God's got a plan, but we need to know the plan, and in the next bit, we need to follow the plan. Hey, don't look at me like I'm the only one not following the plan now and then. Hey, you know, we can get off track. We can get off track, man. You know, and that's why we've got to, you've got to watch out, because you see, the thing about plans is that there's always going to be opposition to it. There's always going to be something that comes against you. Always. John 10.10 10 says the thief... Hey, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Yet I have come that you may have life and life in abundance. So there's always a little bit of that going on, you know? So it'll try and take you off, off track because there's opposition to things. So, so imagine, imagine this. Here's my track, straight path, there to there. And I'm walking, and something comes along, discourages me or thing or whatever, bang, knocks me off track a little bit. I only have to be knocked off that much. And down the track, I'm way off. Or, you know, so so you got to. So so when I talk about stay in that place, we all know that place where God is good. We all know that place where we're winning. We all know that place of victory. But sometimes our circumstances don't don't show us that. Then we just need to keep staying on track. And if we get bumped, we come back on. You know, we stay in that place. We at least we come back to that place. So yeah, there's always things that are gonna be able to try and distract you. You know, one of the things I've learned about setting goals is when people set goals, a lot of the time they don't factor in the things that there's going to come a time where you're going to have to do something you don't want to do. That's what throws people off a lot because you make the moment, the decision in a moment of emotion and because of the desired outcome, you go, that's what I want. You know, like for me, I want to drop, I want to drop eight kilo. Who said twelve? Who said, who said 12? Rude, man. No, nah, i want to drop eight kilo. But I'm sitting there last night eating a Magnum ice cream. Hey, lovely Magnum too. You know what I mean? So, so there's got to be times where I go, no, I'm not going to eat that Magnum. Well, I'm not going to do that. You know, and what I'm trying to get at is always factor in there's going to come a time where the enemy's going to tell you that, you're not on, that the plan's not working, and that, 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 that it's just not working. There's always going to be a time where you hear that. you have going to ignore that. Because what will happen is you start to get discouraged. You know, and you start to worry and you start to get anxious, man. Anxious is a word, hey, that freaks me out because I'd never really heard that word when I was young. You know, I hear about anxiety heaps now, and I actually understand anxiety now too, which I really didn't, I never used to. It blows me away because the Bible talks about not being anxious all the time. Philippians 4, 7, be, be anxious for nothing. It says, be anxious for nothing in every situation. Man. You know? And so I look at that scripture and I think to myself, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And listen to this bit. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's how you stay in that place. God guards your heart, He gives you a peace when there shouldn't even be peace. He gives you peace. We don't have to be anxious for anything. You know the funny thing about that? It says, and the peace of God is upon us in every situation. Do you know Paul wrote that while he was in prison? He wrote that scripture. His situation was he was in prison. And yet he's saying, Be anxious for nothing. They sang in prison. They sang songs of joy in prison. How, how do you do that unless you're in a place that's away from the, the physical place you're in? You know, because you don't, not a lot to sing about in jail. <laughs> you know, not, well, I never, I never sung many songs in there. You know, um, so, so to me, this is Paul living this, saying even though I'm being persecuted, even though I'm in prison, even though, man, I've got the joy of the Lord. I'm not letting that take me. I'm, I'm doing God's plan. I'm, step, I'm walking out his steps. Nothing's going gonna, nothing's to gonna affect me. You know, that blows me away. So there's a place where we can be in trouble, but not troubled. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you feel like you're in trouble, but not be troubled by it. That's the peace of God, and that's what we need these days. I look at Philippians four twelve to 13. I love this scripture, eh? It says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. That's about staying in that place. Whether you've got money or whether you're, 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 you're having financial issues, you're in that place. Whether you're healthy or whether you're sick, you're in that place. There's a place that God wants us to live out of. There's a place that he actually wants us to live out of, man. You know, when I speak, I speak out of a place that God's created in me, that he freed me. You know, that he gave me freedom, man. And he's created a place in me of gratitude. Gratitude, man. You know, um, God gives us the strength to live above stuff. He doesn't always take stuff away. eh? He doesn't always take us out of situations. He gets us through them. eh? Because he allows us to live above it. How? Through the grace of God. You know, through the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, guarding our hearts and minds. You know... He'll give you the ability to endure. He'll give you the ability to live above and handle any situation because he's done it for me. You know, we, we were designed to be in relationship with God. We weren't, we weren't meant to not have God's direction in our lives or in this world. And that's where it's going really wrong at the moment because it's just a little bit out of, out, of, out of kilter. But we were always designed to be in fellowship with God. Man. How we going? <laughs> All right man. I'm going to give you a little example, a little story of um, for me, uh, and it, it ties in with this. You know, the path is not always smooth. Hey, life is not always easy. It's not always smooth. In or out, God, it says it rains on the just and the unjust. God just says he'll give us some shelter and dry us off. Hey, he doesn't say that we won't go through some rain. So it's not always smooth, and the easiest looking route isn't always the best. Eh? Sometimes you think, "Man, that looks like God." God's not always the obvious either. You know, um, He's not always obvious. So, yeah. So I'll, I'll go into the story. Oh, actually, no. Sorry. Sorry. I want to start off with the scripture, Matthew seven thirteen. It says, "Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction." See, anyone can ruin their lives. Anyone can just do whatever they want and, and the outcome be destruction. Anyone can do that. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. I love that. So anyway, I had to travel for work. This is about, i uh, oh mean, it must be about s- seven years ago. And I used to do a little bit of traveling for work and I had to travel up the east coast to Napier, across the Taupo then through Taumaranui over to New Plymouth and then back down. Okay, so that was the big thing. So I go up the east coast, and I'm on the Pacific Highway. Beautiful. Oh, lovely. I get to Napier. It's Art Deco Capital of the World. I'm having a a latte. Oh, it's just beautiful. And then I, hey, I've got to go across to Taupo. Oh, I'm on the Thermal Explorer Highway. What a beautiful road. Beautiful road. get to Taupo, and I'm like, I better head over to New Plymouth. Oh, I'm on the Forgotten World Highway. <laughs> that's, that's the name of it, the Forgotten World Highway. <laughs> hey, And I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. So I've been on these lovely rides, and, then with, and I get to Nui, and I'm looking at my map. I'm like, oh, man, I've still got a while to go. i got to go all the way around here, around there. And then all of a sudden, I went, oh, hang on a minute. Oh, there's a really faint line <laughs> going from there right, to there, there. It's a shortcut. Hey, that's what I, hey, I was like, oh my gosh, God's blessed me with a shortcut. That's the step I'm meant to take. Hey, I was like, 100%, 100%. And I even went like this. It's going to save me time. I'm going to get to New Plymouth early. And I said a little prayer. I said, thank you, Lord, for getting me there early. Hey. And off I drove, and off I drove. And I should have, there were some things, hey, there were some alarms. You know, like first one, it's a side road off the Forgotten World Highway. Um, I've now learned that really faint lines on the map probably shouldn't even be there. Um, And and there was actually literally a sign that said no gas for 150 kilometers. And I was like, plenty of gas, plenty of gas. So I start driving. I get about three kilometers in, and it turns to a gravel road. Oh, yeah, oh. And it's a gravel road, and I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Keep, keep going, eh? Keep going. God's will. <laughs> I mean, um, the road narrows, and it gets narrower and narrower, and now I can't turn around anyway. I just can't turn around. I don't know what was going to happen if another car was coming. Um, this road looks more like Hemi Martin's bush track, you know? Like it had, there was nothing there. And so, so now um, it's all narrow, it's gravel. The bush has gone, like, sort of a bit dense. It's sort of looking like jungle. And, and so, I, so I stop, and I'm like, okay, I'll pray again. Thank you, Lord, that you get me there on time. Right, that was my prayer, on time. Keep going, keep driving. All of a sudden, I get around the corner. It's like I get around one corner, and there's all this mist. Because I've gotten higher, I've gotten higher. I'm up in the mountains now. And there's all this mist, and I'm like, so I'm on this gravel road. It's all narrow. There's all this mist here. There's these hawks. I've never seen so many hawks, just like, wow. Wow, just flying through, and I'm like, man, I'm in the bush, man. So keep driving, keep driving anyway. And um, it, the gravel starts getting looser and looser, man. Like, in the end, it's just so loose that I am sliding out. On, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. Every corner, I'm sliding out. I'm going, like, 15K. You know, I'm going 15 kilometers an hour, and it's like a, the slowest drift car in the world. And, I'm, and I'm, like, I was honestly going real, real slow, and then I'd just touch the brakes, and I'd be, Arr! and i will just be, oh. and I keep going, keep going, keep going. I start driving, I I feel like I'm getting up to the top of the hill because I can see there's nowhere further to go and I'm like, okay, I must be coming down soon, I must be coming down soon. So while I'm coming up along the the road, all of a sudden this goat, hey, this goat jumps out across my bonnet, like jumps out of my bonnet and I'm just like, are you having a laugh, aren't you? And there's these goats and and they are honestly, while I'm driving, they are jumping out of the bush over my bonnet off the other side. And I'm just like... This is getting quite scary now. Hey, and then, But this is what tipped it off for me. This is what really did it where I realised, man, I'm in no man's land. As I came around the corner and I seen a cat. And this cat was just sitting in the middle of the road. Just sitting like, and, just, and just looking. And it didn't even move. So my car... It was like I didn't even know what a car was. I came towards it. And, and as I came towards it, I thought... Oh, look, the cat's not moving. I thought, I'll give him a little toot, you know. toot, toot Thinking that he'd just take it off. Man, the thing didn't even flinch. It just looked at me. And then sort of, as I started hissing at me. Hissing at me. Eh? And I was, so, so you know what I did? I just went, okay, I'll just wait till you're gone. <laughs> I just had to wait. And he just looked at me for a long and then he walked off. So anyway, I start coming back down the hill. And um, I've gotten to the top now. I've come over the bottom. It's still gravel and it's still terrible. But I'm um I'm starting to feel a little bit better, you know. I- honestly though, Sasquatch could have walked out across the road. <laughs> hey, and gone, hey bro, how's it going? And it would not have surprised me. It would not have. It was um so anyway, there was no cell coverage. It got really dark. It was actually pretty undriveable. And um I thought, hey, time for a quick prayer. <laughs> and it was Lord God, I'm on your time, man. I don't care when I get out of here. I don't care what day, what time, just get me out of here. (laughs) But anyway, I got through it all. The road became smoother. The bush became less dense, you know. And even though I, I took the long cut, you know, and it wasn't probably the safest way, I still got there. I still got there, okay. And I remember coming out of there being like, holy heck. It was such an experience. And I remember being in the middle of it going, oh, God, there's got to be a message in this, man, because this is not, you know, hey, don't take me through this for nothing. But, but I, get, I got back, I got back to, to, to I, oh, by the way, uh, it added uh, two hours onto my drive. <laughs> so I got there two hours later, than I would have just gone the normal road. So what I'm trying to say is, I got there. I got there. See, it doesn't matter how we get here. Doesn't matter how we get there, as long as we get there. You know, as long as we're listening to God. You know, what road have we taken eh, in life to get here? You know, and where are we on that road? Man, are we still in the gravel a little bit? You know, here we've got goats jumping over, you know? Because I look at that like, the gravel is trouble, the goats is confusion. You know, all these different things that go on. Like, how did we get here? You know, and you know what? We might have taken some detours. We might have got here late, eh? but we're here. We might have got here a little bit worse for wear. eh? I know I came here worse for wear. I turned up here with a raging drug habit. Terrible thought life, um, angry, um, everything. And then then God came along. eh? And that's why I love that. That's why I love that. And then you came along, and you put me back together. It was almost like I walked in this room with all my pieces of my life. And God just went, oh yeah, that shouldn't be there That piece shouldn't be there that shouldn't. And he started making a picture for me He started making a picture for me And he's got a picture for you He's got a picture for all of us Man, I know that I know that God wants us to know his love And experience his goodness Every single one of us, man And there's a real lie going on at the moment You know about God There's some real lies going on Because the devil will always try and counterfeit He'll always try and discourage And always try and put people off But man, God is good God is all good. God is so good. Sometimes God's too good. Hey, he's too good. Even when we're not good, God's good. And even when we don't think God's good, he's good. Even when we can't see it, even when we think that God's forgotten us. You know, that Graves in the Gardens, you know, that song, the thing I love is that God wants to take things that we thought were dead and bring to life. And that might be dreams. That might be decisions. That might be anything that we've held on to, that, that we might have just given up on. You know, God brings life to everything. You know, we, we can't give up on the dreams that God's given us. But the thing about it is there's always a step we have to take. There's always a step, you know. Sometimes we're trying to get to step five. Don't want to go through step two. Don't want to drive through the bush, hey. Don't want to get lost in the gravel road and that. Sometimes we've got to go down those roads. Alright. So, I want to finish off on this, man. Jesus died; he was crucified on the cross for us. Man, I, and getting into that in itself is a whole topic. But what I want to want to talk about was he was raised from the dead. He was raised from the dead. That's radical, man. He was raised from the dead. Do you know that there was five hundred eyewitness accounts of Jesus being alive? He he, he while he, the, the the days that he was resurrected, he's five hundred people. It says in, in Corinthians. I witnessed him. Yet when it came time to, to, to come to church in the house in the upper room, there was only 120. Only 120. They weren't in that place. They didn't stay in that place. You know, and there's lots of reasons why they weren't there. Probably lots of reasons why they weren't there. But at the end of the day, God works with who's here. You're the exact amount of people that God wanted me to preach to you today. The are perfect. You, you, every single one of you is here. And God's got gold for you. So in that upper room, there was only 120 there. And God worked with the remnant. See, God works with the remnant of people, the remaining of people. Like, look at Gideon's 300. There was 10,000 people. God said, no, just give me 300. You know, he works with a group of people. So the big one here is I said, stay in that place. And I said, how do you get to that place? Well, you're here. You're here already. You know, but the thing is, oh, hang on, let me carry on. Sorry. Yeah. There's a designated time, place, and space for breakthrough in your life. There's a designated time and space for you to come and make peace with God as well. What I want to do now, just while these guys are just playing some music and we'll we'll dim these lights, make it more comfortable for you guys, I really want to pray for some people today. I want to pray, there's two things that I'll... That I want us to to pray for people. One is direction, man. Direction. A lot of people are wondering what their next step is, or even might just want confirmation. Hey, this step, we want to pray in agreement with you. So one's about direction. The other one is that you might be going through some stuff, man, where where, where the enemy's trying to knock you off track. I I want you to know God's got your back. Man, you're with your people, you know. This is the time. This is the time. Right up here is the perfect place, and right now is the perfect time to deal with any of that. So let's just, can we all stand? Can we all stand? Look, let's just, let's just get into a little bit of worship here. And then let's just feel free to come up the front, man. Like, I, 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 I want to pray for some people. I want to pray for some people.